Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Sweltering here in Los Angeles. It's as though I'm being punished for returning home to America. Yeah, you uh, you just uh, flew in from where? The Falklands? <laughs> I was in the Falklands. I was part of Mrs. Thatcher's invading force. <laughs> Good for you. That's Good all for I know. You guys. What even are the Falklands? Hard to say. I know it's a war that Britain fought. Mm-hmm. The Falklands and the Tetons. I'm not clear on where they are. Oh, I know or the te- West Virginia. I know the Tetons are grand. Mm-hmm. Montana? Hard the to Grand say. Tetons? Hard to say. That's a mountain range. It might be. The Falklands are Your islands. Your guess is as good as mine. What's an archipelago? Oh, boy. Yeah. It's, it's, like a, it's like a fjord, <laughs> yeah. but in the winter. Yeah. It's a winter fjord. Right now, a geographer is composing an angry email to us. Mm-hmm. Um, Again, I think our policy stands just to let Ted Cruz know. Yeah. <laughs> At Ted Cruz on Twitter. Yeah. Just get at him. To complain to us. Yeah, if complain to him. You have any concerns about this program in the future? Please send it to. It's like when the Blues Brothers sent all everybody to Wrigley Field. Mm-hmm. Remember that? Uh, yeah, kind of. Except I guess it's completely unlike that. Now that I think about it a little more, yeah. I may be a little bit jet lagged. But Ted Cruz, like the like the Cubs, is a yeah. lovable loser. I may or may not be so jet lagged that this morning I tried to tell my wife that I was feeling jet lagged and accidentally said jet blagged. <laughs> like past George Jesse Go guest Alex Blagg. Yeah, I guess so. I can only I can only assume that's what. Wonder where he what came happens from. when Blagg gets lagged. I know. Mm. Does he get a? Does is a Blagg lag a particularly uh, bad lag? <laughs> it probably is. Yeah. Okay, our guest on this week's program. We got now that we've gotten all the fun out of the way. Yeah, <laughs> time to dive into some serious shit. Our guest on this week's program, of course, you know him from the Nerdist podcast. You know him as a comedian, uh, an executive now, business uh, executive. Just do so much, guys. Uh, the great Matt Myra. Hello, everybody. Hi, Matt Myra. I have so much to add about being blagged down, guys. <laughs> what, what do you got? I mean, we, can, got we can back up. He's got twins, so he's probably constantly blagged down. Yeah, sure. You know what, Alex Blag, past guest on this program. Producer on At Midnight, Jordan's uh, television program. Uh, I'm hosting it now, by the way. Yeah. I've usurped <laughs> well, Jordan Morris. Yeah. You founded it. Yeah. Post facto, but still. <laughs> sure. Um, uh, Alex Blagg had twins uh, with his beautiful wife. And uh, I saw them out to dinner together like six days later. That's the way to do it, guys. That guy is living the Hollywood dream. Well, I don't know who was taking care of his twins. By the night nurse. Yeah. yeah, probably the night nurse. Yeah. Gregory <laughs> Isaacs. <laughs> okay, here we go. Jordan, Jesse, go. I just got back from Copenhagen. Um, when I was in Copenhagen, I heard, Jordan, that you said that you wanted an air conditioning hose up your butt. No, not a hose. Uh, uh, I'll, I'll correct because you've gotten some bad intel, Jesse. Okay, because I have not, I have not updated my podcast feed, so I have not heard last week's Jordan Jesse go yet. Yeah, I think there's some. Uh, I think you know some 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 crossed wires. It sounds like uh-huh. uh, people maybe got a hold of some bad chatter. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, um, uh, we were talking about the heat, uh, Matt. What's your what's your what is the situation like at your place? Is uh, it unpleasant? Do you have air conditioning? It's awful. 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 We have uh, we have a, the house was built in the twenties, so there's nowhere to put an air conditioner in the living room. Yeah, that's sure. Also, giant ceiling. 
Uh, so anything that is going in there is going to be just brought to nothing. It's just going to go all, up to nothingness. Worst of all, no sound in the home theater. No sound whatsoever. <laughs> uh, and then the uh, – so there's an air conditioner in my office which opens up to the living room. So sometimes I open the French doors and crank the little tiny AC to 63 degrees and see if it can pump something out to oh, the yeah. living room. Doesn't and then, really work. And then much to your dad's chagrin, you open, door, open the door and try and cool the whole neighborhood. Yeah. Um, also was born in a barn. Sure, right, right. Yeah, of course. Uh, <laughs> like Christ. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I, and that is, that is the, the price you pay for, for, for getting the, the charming, right. classic place to live. They leave out that one of the architectural details right. is bullshit. Yeah, this, this place was meant to be cooled by a huge block of ice in front of a fan. Yeah. Like, that's... It's just have the Iceman deliver an extra block. I, I mean, I, I can't get a hold of the Iceman because my carrier pigeon is hurt. Hey, don't oh. worry. He cometh. <laughs> yeah. You don't have to God tell me. You don't have to tell me that. It's an hour late. <laughs> when will this Iceman come? <laughs> um, I can't get this Iceman off. Anyway. Um... So, yeah, so I was talking about when we went to Portland being really excited to stay in a hotel room with that, you know, the most delectable of air oh, conditioning, hotel best. air conditioning. And I had a fantasy that I didn't play out where I wanted to nakedly splay in front of the air conditioner and have the wind <laughs> fill me up like a balloon man. <laughs> I didn't well, want a hose up there. I didn't want to insert a hose. Did we talk about what type? Did you already? I mean, I'm. I don't want to retread a bunch of ground that's already been treaded. Mm-hmm, sure. Um, but yeah, but basically, but this, this is, is this when is last time on Jordan Jesse go. This is when Jesus was carrying you, right? Um, did you want to be inflated like a Michelin Man mm-hmm. or like one of those dancing inflatable men by a car dealership? Ooh, I think the the. The vision I had in my head mm-hmm. when I was thinking about Snoop naked was splaying, Snoopy at the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade <laughs> was uh, Violet Beauregard from Willy Wonka instead of blueberry oh, juice, sure. yeah. cold artificial wind. Oh, that's a great slot machine, the Willy Wonka. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Matt, you actually when we on the way up, you said you just came back from an afternoon gambling. Trip. Yeah, I just went to San Manuel. Okay. Casino in uh, Highland, California. Beautiful Highland, California. Oh, it's gorgeous out there. I had an afternoon free. I was like, well, what's the traffic like? I, I gauge a lot of my day now by what Waze tells me. Mm. So it was an hour and ten minutes. I was like, I can do that. Sure. Not a problem. I just drove out. You just uh, you just dialed up Waze and yeah. asked the voice of Vlade Divac how long it would take. <laughs> it was actually Rob, Rob Gronkowski was directing me to. Oh. <laughs> Got it. He, uh, he says it's been a... Been a pl- pleasure riding with you. We tight like that. At the end, when you <laughs> when you get to your destination, thanks, Kronk. <laughs> what is the? This is something that I've become aware of. I am not a man yeah. who enjoys gambling. Sure, uh, I'm not against it. I'm not morally against it. You're um, just smart. I'm yeah, sure. I love delicious money. I love my money. Nom, nom, nom. Um, <laughs> uh, the branded or the licensed. Oh. IP slot machine is now the hot shit these oh, days. Oh, it's a treat. Yeah. It is a treat. They have slot machines of every... Gremlins now has a slot machine. Gremlins or Gremlins 2? Uh, it plays into both. Wow. Uh, so it spans a, the Gremlins franchise. It spans the universe. Uh, Wait a minute. Isn't Gremlins 2 like sort of a satire of... Yes. 
But what what happens is you get the various. So uh, how sincere is this slot machine? <laughs> slot machine is it's there's no it sincerely What's the tone takes of the slot machine it sincerely back? will take your money. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, but you know you get you get the uh, you know you get the uh, gremlin and drag. You get the uh, the twins. You know, so it's spanning both. Because uh, it used to just be it was a Star Trek slot machine. Yeah. Uh, Drew Carey slot machine or nothing. Sure. Mm. There is you know, there is plenty of prices right Drew Carey slot machines right now. When and I, there's varieties. You can play a Plinko one. When I oh. was in when I was in Las Vegas, and this is also a previously on Jordan Jesse Go, I allowed myself to play the Antique Hunter oh. slot machine. Oh, that's right up my is, alley. I had no idea. Is that Antiques Roadshow themed, or is that just a? Is it kind of like a knockoff? It is definitely a knockoff. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it is the Hydrox cookie of Antiques okay. Roadshow <laughs> slot machines. It can't be because the BBC won't allow them to license such a thing. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, that's ultimately your problem. Interesting. <laughs> now, Mark L. Wahlberg. That's why. That's why I can never have the "Are you being served?" slot machine. I so want. That's when I will go into a gambling K hole. Now you're being served. Mark L. Wahlberg actually tried to sell the rights mm. to the Antiques Roadshow to pay off some slot machine debts. <laughs> wow. A lot of people don't know that about Mark L. Wahlberg, but he's a, a deathly compulsive gambler. Atlantic City is where he prefers to go. Wow. <laughs> he likes the sort of pervasive stench of broken dreams <laughs> and things washed up on berms. You can get that almost anywhere. Yeah. Uh, anywhere there's a gambling to be had there's some sadness <laughs> anywhere there's gambling sadness to around. be had and natural disasters to be remembered sure, yeah. <laughs> disasters of the sea speaking of disasters of the sea the titanic slot machine's a hoot hey you no know, it's based on the movie or the track? sure is and okay. when you hit a jackpot you get that celine dion cranking wow yeah it's really great he says uh, i'm the king of the world mm-hmm. so are you an enthusiastic gambler matt is yeah. this a hobby of yours it's a weird uh, it's a, it's a it's i just like doing it i don't know what it is about it maybe it's just the rush the natural rush i get from I, hitting max bet i know Side a note, woman this is probably a jimmy pardo question is there a rush slot machine <laughs> there is not uh, as far as the musically licensed slot machines i have seen you have your dolly parton your elton john okay uh rolling stones Both great choices uh dean martin i'll throw into the musical genre as well uh, and that's although he's more Elvis, of an of entertainer, yes, overall entertainer. He's, he's a multi-talented, yeah. triple threat yeah. minimum, there's a quadruple th- if you count. There's drinking. a famous straight man, quintuple if you quintuple if you count racism. <laughs> I do. I count that as a threat. Uh, but yeah, and the, the Elvis slot machine as well. Okay. Yeah. That, uh, in your opinion, yeah, best licensed slot machine. Gun to your head. I know. Oof. I, Honestly, it's... Can I guess? Yeah, go for it. I guess M.A.S.H. There is no... I have not played a M.A.S.H., but go ahead. You saved the Korean boy. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to guess Sex in the City. Sex in the City. Here's my... You're not a fan of the program, Uh but the slot machine's mechanics are just so impeccable. I'll tell you, it's... uh, Nothing thrills me more than hitting a Mr. Big Jackpot. Sure. Uh, The Sex and City slot machine is great. Uh, (laughs) My personal favorite slot machine is the Cheers slot machine. Mm. So basically, I was right. Like, I was (laughs) seven years off, essentially, is what you're saying. Well, what's sad is uh, there's only, as far as I know, in Vegas, up and down the Strip, there's one bank of Cheers slot machines left. Uh, and it's at the Venetian. Are they from 1991? No, that- they're probably three years old. <laughs> wow. 
Wow. Yeah. They're just a failure because nobody wants to remember Cheers. It's so it's bizarre. It's I find it fascinating how often What's things get cycled out because the Back to the Future ones came out like two years ago and they were everywhere. And now you can only find them at the Margaritaville Casino on the Strip. <laughs> is so, so, so slot machine enthusiasts are fickle, is what you're saying. Yeah, and there's a there's a there's an app you can get that will you select your machine and it will tell you what casino it is currently in. Oh. Is the Cheers slot machine? Is it a Kirstie Alley slot machine? Uh, no, it? Diane is only on that. Uh, uh, what about Coach or Woody Harrelson? It's Woody. <laughs> Say maybe interesting. It's, it's, it's that brief so three-year like window. Two or three. <laughs> it's a three-year window, uh, and it's voiced by uh, John Ratzenberger. So it's the voice of Cliff Clavin. Okay. Yeah, I, I, he doesn't got much going on. Yeah, hey, he gets a Pixar movie once a year. Yep. Yep. And then and that's it. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, Made in America on the Travel Channel. Remember that program? I don't. Yeah, what happened in that? Uh, he drove around in an RV, RV and went to uh, factories that were making shit. In okay. America. I thought Dave Holmes hosted that show. I don't know. That it seems like that could be a two-hander. He grew a beard for it to look straighter. Hmm. <laughs> I, it seems like something that would happen. That's yeah. Dave yeah. Holmes does Dave like is, to host a television show. Dave is program. great at hosting television shows. Maybe God, Ratzenberger so wanted too much money. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know? That's probably what happened. Uh, you take it Ratzenberger. Also, uh, you go. You go. You want a Ratzenberger type? You go Dave Holmes. He was expecting season nine Cheers money. Oh yeah. <laughs> they were not giving him that. No. Doesn't Larry the Cable Guy host that show also? What, what television shows should can we make a list of television shows that aren't just a guy driving around in an RV <laughs> visiting factories? That's <laughs> like that's a significant. Po- I mean, there's also House Hunters. Sure. Oh, sure. You got your House Hunters International. Now there's Tiny House Hunters. Now there's House what Hunters is that? House Hunters for little people? No, unfortunately, it's just people uh, shopping for small, small houses. <laughs> the tiny, the tiny house movement, if you will. <laughs> That tiny house movement is a pile of bullshit. Oh, it's ridiculous. What's the tiny house movement? You're looking at uh, square footage of yeah, maybe somebody, 50 square feet. Somebody needs to get a subscription to Dwell Magazine. It's this like asshole. It. Right here. I like it. I let it lapse. I let it lapse. <laughs> The tiny is it is it it's like a is it like a norm core thing a less is more yeah let's let's pare this down yep yeah you'll find houses built into uh, small trailers yeah. you'll find houses mm. built into storage containers yeah. um, I mean not storage containers shipping containers yeah. okay um, you'll find a yeah I mean you're talking about a you're talking about a house with a square footage under five hundred square feet oh, probably would far, be far far under yeah. yeah okay and the are people raising families here? Or are these yeah, for... there's a whole bunch of stuffs happening huh. in these houses. Yeah, they're raising groups of tiny Portlanders. Okay, yeah. sure. You know, but the thing about the the thing about the tiny house movement that makes me crazy is I only really only know it from the pages of my wife's Dwell magazine, <laughs> which is a magazine that I pick up once in a while whenever my blood isn't boiling. <laughs> you know, like if I really need to boil some sure. blood in there, you so know you, what I mean? You read, you read Dwell Magazine like a lot of people follow Donald Trump on Twitter. Yeah, okay. exactly. Yeah. I just pick it up and I'm like, oh, this husband and wife team of lawyer and architect <laughs> <laughs> poured too much of their life into this renovation. <laughs> oh, they also do their own canning. Ah! No child lives in this house. Sure. That's the number one thing that happens in Dwell Magazine is they present a family that has children and just like uh, uh, like the evidence of the children is just like uh, one set of architecturally themed blocks ah. on <laughs> one table in one room. Maybe a completed Puzz 3D. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, so like a tiny a tiny house, the problem with a tiny house as I've seen in, in Dwell Magazine is that it appears to be a thing, like the idea of a tiny house 
is that you you're you're using less resources sure. and it's more affordable and tiny. But like they're, they're all the ones that I see are either like outbuildings mm-hmm. on somebody's property yep. that they're using as a guest bedroom, mm-hmm. or it's just they they own like a tract of land and they just dumped a tiny house yeah. onto it. It's like at the point where you own a tract of land, you just build a slightly bigger house. Yeah, exactly. Sure. <laughs> like if you're a tractionaire, yeah. which is a person who owns a tract. <laughs> Wealthy person who owns a tract. What is Property Brothers? What isn't Property Brothers? It's something I'm. The... I know people enjoy talking about. I genuinely don't know what it is. It's two guys. Okay. Yeah. They're Guess what? Twins. They're brothers. Yeah. <laughs> Go on. One is a realtor, mm-hmm. and the other is a general contractor. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what they do? Uh, the premise of the show. The original lot. Uh, pre- can I guess? Can I the... guess? Just based on your description yes. so far, uh, they fuck. You know, the sexual tension on that program is beyond the Sam and Diane how would, sexual tension. How would you compare it to the Kino brothers on Andy's Roadshow? <laughs> Favorably. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. <laughs> Property Brothers, uh, Jordan, uh, and I suppose Jesse, if you don't know what the Property Brothers do, they, uh, they'll they say, say uh, you want to get rid of your house. Uh, what they do is they come in and they'll fix it up, mm-hmm. try to get the most money possible, and then with the budget you get from selling this house, you then go buy a house, hopefully under your your you know take from selling your old house, and then you'll have money left over for the renovation, and then the other brother will renovate. Okay. And what and is there some is there something about their personalities that's compelling? Here's a be these guys are uh, Canadian. Okay. A. Uh, B. That's that fine. was I didn't That's mean fine. to do that. I meant yeah. to go B, A, B, uh, and B. They they were they're fascinating because as as youths they were both uh, amateur magicians, mm-hmm. uh, and then they acted a bit because they were twins. I believe they were in an episode of the X Files. Okay, uh, and uh, the one with the magic twins, the one with the magic twins mm-hmm. in it, and the one that didn't have the Squire Brothers. In it. <laughs> right. yeah. The Sklar Brothers, the uh, the twins from Gremlins Two, mm-hmm. the twin dudes from Gremlins Two, and uh, and uh, the Property Brothers. That was it. That's the only twins in Hollywood. Mm. Uh, but these guys are so odd, and they just did a whole special, a whole series last year about them buying their own house. So they live together in Las Vegas, Nevada, and uh, they did a whole series about renovating this home. Okay. Really I hate these guys. <laughs> I saw the the reason the property brothers are in my head is I saw some sort of online gallery of stars at Emmy parties who were thrilled to take a picture with, with the, the property, property brothers. brothers. Well, the thing is, everyone is watching HGTV. It's the dirty secret mm. of Hollywood is that everyone between the ages of twenty five and forty is at some point in their week watching something on HGTV. It's home and garden television. That's right. Yeah, you can't put anything past me. Yeah. <laughs> you know how to suss out one of those acronyms. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the Property Brothers will be on the Nerdist Podcast coming up pretty hey. soon. Yeah. That's, we just, that for some reason we're recording it at Chris's house. Huge power move by Hardwick, I think. Yeah, sure. See what I've done with my house, Property Brothers. Do you think he's going to demand that they, that they refurbish something while they're there? No, he's just finished remodeling his home. So I assume what he's there to do is go like, I did this right, right, guys? <laughs> yeah. Had to had to make room remodeling his home to make room for the uh, engagement ring that I just saw. On Facebook. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that 
That's quite a rock. Holy moly. Well, when you have, holy a, you, have moly. A, you have a ring from the family, and then that family is the Hearst family, <laughs> yeah. you're going to say holy moly when sure. you see that. Yeah, I was. It's it's possible that what I saw was not a ring. It's possible <laughs> that it was like a paperweight, or yeah. or it fiat. was. Used. It could have been a fiat. Yeah, could have been a micro home. Yeah, when sure. it's not a ring, it functions as the power for the laser in Congo. That's <laughs> <laughs> the best thing I've ever heard. <laughs> well, we'll be back in just a second with more on Jordan Jessica. <laughs> Hey everyone, we're the Flophouse, one of the newest additions to the Maximum Fun Podcasting Network. I'm Dan McCoy. I'm Stuart Wellington. And I'm Elliot Kalin. What is the Flophouse, you may very well ask? We watch a bad movie and then we talk about it. A bad movie podcast? Isn't that like every fifth podcast on the internet? I'd answer that by saying, one, we've been doing this show for over seven years, long before the entire premise of our show was a cliche, and two, shut up. Sick burn. I'd say that our show is more of a comedy podcast. A podcast about words that sound like other words. A podcast about me singing long, irritating songs like this one. A podcast about pitches for a Ziggy comic book movie. Or discussions about sex tarps. Yeah, I mean, mostly it's a show about three friends just hanging out. And talking about ding-dongs. That's mostly used to. Wait, what? So, if you like any of those things, subscribe in iTunes today. Or visit MaximumFun.org to follow the show. The Flophouse! Jordan Jesse Go, I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, play detective. Matt Myra, something. Really yeah. nailed that, yeah. guys. Yeah. Certainly something. I like that you paused dramatically. Like, I assumed, I was like, oh, I guess Matt Myra's ready to go. He's been on the show before. He no. Matt Myra's no ready. fool. Wasn't ready at all. <laughs> it was um, the opposite of ready. But hey. I did love those ads, guys. Thanks to our donors. Yep, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> thank, thank you, Ben of Music. Um, hey, you know, uh, Jordan. You know, I, I we announced uh, recently that I was when I was in Northern Europe, I was going to sure. have a meetup. Mm-hmm. I had a meetup in Copenhagen, Denmark. Sure. Unfortunately, did not have time to have one in Stockholm. Okay. I was hoping to have one in Stockholm as well, but had one in Copenhagen, Denmark. Um, met some big fans. Sure. A lot of big fans mm-hmm. in Copenhagen, as it turns out. Enough uh, fans to bring the show over. Not cost-effective, Copenhagen. <laughs> yeah. We need more of you. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Ten is not enough. Yeah. How, how strong is the Copenhagen dollar? Despite what Dick Van Patten told us for years, <laughs> eight is not enough. Do you think these ten guys will each pay $500 per ticket? Well, I think it's going to have to be 800 Even then, we're going to have to be charging. Not, no, we're right. going to have to be charging Paul McCartney meet and greet prices. Wow. Wait, is, that a, is that a tier in his pricing? Yeah, I think so. No. I Can think there's a that? Paul McCartney meet and greet. Why am I now thrilled? with that prospect I went to even a, though I have met him <laughs> I went to a meet and greet with uh, Usher once oh how was that it was very was small was that peak Usher very polite it was pre-peak Usher uh, okay. it was nearly peak Usher it was about a year before peak Usher okay. confessions would sure. probably be okay. wasn't that the one that sold like 20 million mm-hmm. out 25 million um, yeah it was the one before that okay uh, but it was a lot of fun and I met Usher he's very small mm-hmm. uh, what did you drop on that 
Uh, well, I was, I'm in the industry, so. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Press pass. Uh, yeah, so I had a press pass. You to the free meet. To the meet and greet, to the M&G. Because mm-hmm. um, I guess he wanted to get some spins from my show. Sure. Or something. Um, so, uh, yeah. so college radio show? Uh, my internship on XM Satellite oh, Radio. Oh, okay. Yeah. Nice. That's a little more legitimate. Yeah. So, uh, in Copenhagen, mm-hmm. had a meetup, met some very nice fans. Um, probably the most important news from that sure. is that I did meet a real-life Viking. Hey. Wow. Um, which pretty much means my trip worked out exactly how I'd hoped. It was Adrian Peterson. Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> it was celebrity child abuser. <laughs> and I guess fun punchline, Adrian. You could have said Warren Moon. <laughs> could have. But I was going for current Vikings. Yeah. Randall Cunningham. I was going to say, my initial, honestly, my initial Viking was going to be Randy Moss. And then I. Yeah, that's a, fa- that's a famous Viking. I know, but it was too, I feel like I just wanted to you be current with the You wanted to work in some child abuse. <laughs> Mine was Eric the Red. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I, we're just, you know. So how does, okay. But is, is Viking a cultural thing? How do you, how are you a Viking? In the, it's, you mean like it's being a Viking like being an American Indian? I was guess I was going to say, to me, Viking is, seems like it was a job you had. <laughs> like, like, like property like pirate, brother? yeah. <laughs> like you can't be a cultural pirate. Yeah. Like you, if your parents were pirates. You can. You just described white people in the 50s and 60s who were <laughs> cultural pirates. Um, you're the 50s and 60s. <laughs> well, I'm just going with when we stole rock and roll. Also yeah. other times. <laughs> um, so this is sort of what happened. So we're hanging out, we're chatting. Sure. Oh, what do you do? You know, what are your interests? And he just starts sacking. Yeah. <laughs> just pillaged yeah. a little. He happened to be he happened to be holding some uh uh fucking German gold. I don't know. Where here's the fuck here's is my instinct going Viking into go. this yeah. Viking story. And I want to be proven wrong. I want to believe you met a Viking. I want that for you. Right. I want that for I want I want to have the possibility in the world that I could meet a Viking. Yeah. It could be that I just met a Danish person with a ponytail. Is this a thing like how every goober tells you they're an American Indian? Oh, yeah. One eighth Cherokee. Is this the the European version of that? Because, you know, somebody wants to fucking blow your mind. You know, I'm a Viking. Well, here's here's what happened. Okay. And I don't know how this bomb dropped mm-hmm. because this guy was not bragging on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, he mentioned it in passing as though it was normal. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he was a sort of uh, an understated guy. I mean, uh, most of the Danes are understated. They're understated people. He's Northern European. It's too, it's too cold to talk yeah. very much. Mm-hmm. Um, so mostly you just drink and smoke, apparently, and ride bicycles. Um, it's not too bad. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. They do you know? all right for themselves. Um, and just be gorgeous. Okay. Okay, so baseline. I want to give you a baseline context for my trip to Denmark. Mm -hmm. Jesus Christ, every single fucking person there is gorgeous. Mm -hmm. I felt like fucking Quasimodo. (laughs) Walking around talking to these people. I met a woman who's a radio host. Not a television host. A radio host. And I had a convert. Like, we went and uh, went uh, shopping together. This may have been the best-looking person I've ever talked to, like, in real life, like, in a normal context. 
And she doesn't even work in, she's not even in television. She's in radio. Like, I was at the Danish Radio Awards. I would say the average was 8.5 out of 10. Mm. Dudes and ladies. I'm not just talking about ladies. Well, I mean, the American well, radio industry is pretty attractive, too. <laughs> <laughs> you got Harry Shearer. Sure. Um, you, uh, uh, the... Man the, cow. Every... <laughs> Bubba the Love Sponge. Sure. They're all fuckable men. <laughs> um, the uh, the dudes all have a kind of uh, sea captain quality, mm-hmm. um, like a Gosling. Yeah, like a like a slightly like it ranges from like Gosling to a to a slightly less pretty Gosling, mm-hmm. like a more rugged Gosling. Okay. Um, that's the scale. It's like what type. It's not even how much of a gosling you are. It's sure. just what, what type so, of gosling. On the gosling Which scale. Gosling. Yeah. <laughs> and they all have a kind Isn't of... Isn't that how you measure how fast you travel underwater? Flinty <laughs> gaze. Scale. They yeah. have a flinty mm-hmm. gaze into the far distance and a lot of man buns. Yeah. Mm. And what's really upsetting about the man buns is they look great. <laughs> of course they do. Peter Dinklage looked amazing with his little <sighs> man bun. Oh, my God. Fucking these man buns look gorgeous on these guys. I saw a guy who was going... So a lot of man buns. Were there any dad bods? <laughs> there were very few dad bods because these people cycle a lot. Yeah. Uh, so, um, yeah. So that's the baseline for this whole trip is me feeling self-conscious about sure. basically being a grot. Like, I'm one of their forest creatures that they love to believe in. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I might as well be like, oh, walking it must around. Be a, it must be a full moon. The, <laughs> yeah. the stump has come to life. Yeah, precisely. <laughs> that is exactly where I was at. Like, people, I don't, I'm not calling you a stump, you understand. I'm, I'm no, I, to, you're saying that I look I'm like you a look man stump. You look like a man stump. Yeah, <laughs> right. I'm glad I wanted yeah. to clarify. I didn't want people to think that was <laughs> so, Well, at least you have the height. You yeah, know, to, nice. to wander around amongst them. Yeah, no, I got a, I had a good perspective on yeah. the situation. Just, yeah. I was, I'm 6'3", so that made me, uh, like, a solid three inches taller than the average woman. <laughs> um, these are gorgeous people. Uh. Fucking models and sea captains, every single <laughs> one of them. So, um, anyway, it just came up naturally in conversation, and this guy goes... He says, and they have a sort of a clipped voice. Like, it's not like the Swedes really, the Swedish really does sound like they're just making a funny noise song. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Danes that... And, that... and that when they move around, it looks like someone just put a pair of hands <laughs> in their shirt. Yeah, pretty it's much. hard for them to collect yeah, pots just, and pans. Just about. Yeah. Um, the I know a chef like that. The, really? <laughs> Do you? Yeah. That's really interesting. <laughs> Um, so, uh, this guy... <laughs> that's, like, that's like a cutthroat kitchen challenge that, that Alton Brown will have. You have to cook through the Swedish chef. <laughs> <laughs> really? No. It should be. Um, he, uh, so the guy just at one point, he goes, Well, you know, I do uh, some real-life Viking sword fighting. And I was like, what? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, you mean like a recreation? He says, no, it is a sport. Mm. And I'm like, okay. And this dude was like as big as me. Sure. I'm a big man, uh, but as big as me, maybe a little wider than me. Uh, you know, goes. I'm gonna put him at six three, two fifteen. Okay. Two twenty. Um, beard, yeah. ponytail. Yeah. Yes. This guy was a real. And so I'm like, this is like a recreation. He goes, no, it's a real sport. Mm. And I'm like, okay. Okay. And it was like, what do you do? And he's like, where well, do you use a real sword that's made of real steel? 
It's very big and heavy, and you have a shield, and you get a point when you hit your opponent. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, holy shit! <laughs> what the fuck? Get one point for murder. <laughs> yeah. So the other, this other guy there also knows about this. He doesn't yeah. do it, and he starts saying, "Do you do so? Do you do Eastern style or Western style?" And the the guy says, oh, I only do Western style. Uh, it's very different. And it turns out this is the difference between Western style Viking sword fight sport mm-hmm. and Eastern style Viking sword fight sport is in in Western style, you can hit them from the shoulders to the thighs. Okay. You can hit your opponent from the shoulders to the thighs. Uh, and in Eastern style... Uh, you're encouraged to hit them in the head. Mm. <laughs> and the, this Danish guy who does the thing, he just says to me, those guys, you know, they don't they don't really have very many teeth. <laughs> oh, wow. And I was like, yeah, because they're getting hit by swords in the head. Now, Matt, is this something you can play on DraftKings? <laughs> no, unfortunately, not yet. No. I'm sure it's coming. Uh, don't forget about FanDuel, your daily fantasy sports leader. Sure. Uh, now, I, I mean, this does seem intense. Yeah. And real. Yeah. It is LARPing, though. So that's what I got. It in. is a. It, it seems like with all this information, this is a. Have you ever seen the less nerdy, the, more intense LARP? There's a Nova special about the Viking sword. Mm. I've seen the Viking sword Nova special. It's, it's a hoot. Well, how is the Viking sword different from say, they let's were say just, a scimitar? They're trying to they make off the top of my head. They're trying to make a, a Viking sword. They were hundreds of years ahead of anybody else in sword making. Yeah, and they were, they, and they're trying to make it. They're trying to forge a new Viking sword. Mm-hmm. But there's technology that we simply don't have now yep. uh, that, that they use to make this Viking sword. I'm right here with you. Yeah. You ever watch Battle of the X Planes? Of course, I've watched <laughs> Battle of the X Planes. <laughs> so anyway. Uh, so I said to this guy, but this is like, this is like a Dungeons and Dragons thing, mm-hmm. right? And he says, no, it's a real sport. It's very, it's 100% real. It's like fencing or something else like that. It's not Dungeons and Dragons at all. It's no re- recreation elements. And I'm like, okay. Other like, than you're no- using a sword in modern day? So Anyway, so there's a language barrier here, I'm sure. So I said, there's, by the way. People in fucking Denmark speak English better than I do. It's very <laughs> upsetting. I found the same thing in Finland. It's bizarre. They yeah. Speak, it's like... They speak English to each other sometimes. Yeah. For fun. Yep. <laughs> Just some things are more fun to talk about in English. It's crazy. That what were you in Finland for? Uh, I went uh, in he July. He was visiting his friend Tom. You <laughs> 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 guys yes! lounged around in chaps. <laughs> uh, I went uh, to do some podcasts in Finland. Oh. Yeah. It was, uh, it was a hoot. Okay. Um, so, okay, so, okay. So, so, so I'm calling, I said to this guy, you know, this is definitely, this is a Dungeons and Dragons shit. Sure. He objected very, very, very strenuously. Mm-hmm. And he was, again, like an understated guy, So, sure. but he w- had me locked in his Viking gaze. Yeah, yeah. Like, I will chop you. Sure. You know what I mean? <laughs> and so we go into the forest, and it's a sport, we count the, we count the points. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay. Do people watch this? So then I said to the guy, I go, but like, a lot of the guys that do this, they're into Dungeons and Dragons, right? He says, well, yes, that's true. (laughs) (laughs) Are very much nerds, yes. Yes. Yes, this is a culture of... Big virgin, yes. This is a culture of nerd. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, that guy was pretty great. Um, There was a lot of of fun stuff. Uh, I also went to the other big highlight of my trip to Copenhagen 
was, um, and I was out there for work. I went out there, folks who don't know, I went out there to speak at their national radio conferences in, um, uh, in Sweden, uh, Denmark, and Norway. Um, and what, after I spoke in Copenhagen, in Denmark, um, I, I was invited to their national radio awards, mm-hmm. um, which are quite the production. Mm. Um, and it was amazing because... I don't know if you guys know this about me. I don't speak Danish, technically. <laughs> sure. And so it was like going to the, I'm not going to say the Oscars. I'm going to downgrade it to the iHeartRadio Awards. The Blockbuster <laughs> Entertainment Awards. Oh, good times. Um, or the American Music Awards mm-hmm. presented by Dick Clark. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, in that it was it was distressingly high-end operation. Yeah. Um, and they had robotic lights Great. Uh, that went off sort of um, uh, like a high energy who wants to be a millionaire mm-hmm. uh, pretty much no matter what happened. Yeah. Um, like the two hosts would come on and say something and people would laugh and then all the lights would go <laughs> <laughs> like to punctuate jokes. Yeah, just everything was punctuated by that. That's great. And uh, they had one sound sting that played in between everything that happened. It uh-huh. was like Austin Powers going, yeah, baby. It was super, <laughs> it was super like high energy uh, power chords played on some kind of keyboard. So, you know, it went like, uh, you know, they would just be like, ring, 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 and then uh, the and then the sound would go, womp, 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 and then <laughs> while it was doing that, the lights would go back and forth. And what was really gorgeous was, um, so like a lot of the awards, like Bet Personality of the Year, and they'd be listing the nominees sure. and playing clips of them. Uh, speaking in Danish. Clips you also couldn't understand. Yeah, yeah, and then and then at the end of the clip, it would go like, while the lights That's went the, back uh, and forth. Danish national anthem. Yeah. So the amazing part is... Can you distinguish good Danish radio from bad Danish radio as a radio expert? Yeah, well, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I can tell 100%. Probably the best Danish radio host is Bubba the Left Sponge. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, he's the best because uh, Hulk Hogan fucked his wife. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, and he videotaped it. Yeah. So so this whole time, there's I can't tell anything that's happening. There's two things that I can tell. What? How happened. are your seats? Uh, I got great seats. Sure. Dinner's really solid. Mm-hmm. They're serving dinner during nice. this. Nice. Um, that was a lot of fun. Is it a fish? Is it a fish plate? Uh, every time uh, there was some fish involved. Of course there was. Um, every time somebody goes up to uh, accept an award, I was kind of sh- ashamed by how attractive mm. they were. Like, give me a break, asshole. <laughs> um, like, that's what cameras are for. Um, so anyway, uh, a lot of fun. And uh, the the guys who won best comedy show. Oh boy. Uh, did a comedy bit mm. in Danish, uh, which I sort of understood, and I was so excited about it. Uh, it was a fat guy and a skinny guy. Okay, uh, and I think hilarious right there. I know. Like, and their producer, their producer, who was a long-suffering young woman. Oh, of course, she just had it up to here with them. Exactly. Did she also do traffic and weather. Yeah, probably. Okay. And uh, the they went up together. The fat guy spoke very emphatically and then started crying. Uh, like uh, this is part of the skit. Yeah, this was the bit. Okay. Uh, and then, uh, you know, like because he was so moved by the whole experience. And then the skinny guy uh, was having a hard time saying anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, like he was speaking sort of haltingly. 
and he was taking too long. And uh, the fat guy, after he got his uh, tears back under control, just uh, walked in front of him and left the stage while he was still talking, which I thought was a That's lot great. of fun. Sure. It was a fun bit. They won three awards. They did it three times. And then later I found out uh, that normally one of them is a woman on air. Oh. Wow. So I thought that was pretty fun. Well, Apparently she's like, a, she's like a satire of... Uh, it's like a dame, like a Dame Edna type character. That's like a satire of entertainment news reporters. Okay. Um, so anyway, I think the fat guy played that. So oh, that was a lot of fun. That was one really fun thing. But really, the most fun moment at the Danish Radio Awards was the documentary award. Uh, because as I said, in between each clip, they played that. And again, I don't speak Danish, but one of the clips. I'm just going to do my impression of the clip. Please, I'm sure it'll be tasteful. Um, and the, just assume that my th- random sounds sound like someone okay. speaking in Danish, okay? So the clips were maybe 15 seconds long. So just imagine one clip played. That was like if, I started laughing so loud <laughs> in the middle of this award ceremony that they shouldn't have invited me to. I guess the, no, like, you. It was on you to not accept. Yeah, <laughs> that was on you. I guess it could have been like that was if. Like if during the in memoriam segment of the Oscars, it was just scored by Skrillex. Yeah, like they just like <laughs> drop some nasty beats. There was also just an ass load of Danish pop musicians mm-hmm. on the show, and I was honestly kind of disappointed by the Danish pop musicians. I, you know, I mean, Jordan, you remember the old theme? The old theme music of our of our show mm-hmm. uh, was a song called "Jojo Action" by Mr. President, which was a hit song in Germany. <laughs> In the mid 1990s, it was, and um, and I think is sort of the paragon, the ultimate in disastrous Europop. Sure. Uh, and I wanted more disastrousness from the Europop that I was getting on stage, and less competence sure. that was just slightly yeah, unremarkable. But uh, there was a woman whose name was Yalia. Uh, spelled like Aaliyah, mm-hmm. but with a Y at the beginning. Pretty sure it was a Y. Yeah. And uh, dressed like Aaliyah. Just death metal versions of Aaliyah songs. But Danish. Mm-hmm. She was just a Danish lady who had stolen Aaliyah's <laughs> identity. Yeah. Um, and then there was a, the headliner was this duo named uh, Liga, mm-hmm. uh, who are apparently big stars in Denmark. Oh, boy. Um, and uh, it's a duo. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, a, it's sort of a White Stripes style duo in that it is a young woman playing drums uh, only she's playing a pink drum set with pink drumsticks and uh-huh. she's not actually playing the drums Okay. Um, and the front man I would describe as a Danish Montel Jordan Ooh. if that means anything wow. to you that means a lot to me. uh, like a tall blonde uh, full of energy uh, very lanky uh, presence on stage and the really magical part about their performance is uh, they sang a few of their hit Danish songs. Of course. Um, you come there for the hits. You're not going to be disappointed by such these guys. As You don't want to hear the deep cuts. Some of their famous for... hits, like Let's Eat Fish for Breakfast. Yeah. yeah. How about Fish um, for Lunch? Yeah. <laughs> Take off your helmet. Up. We're riding our bicycles. 
Um, whatever. And we're all too attractive. Let's smoke like it's 1975. Sure. Um, so uh, uh, they had the probably the highest energy stage performance I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Headlined by a woman on a giant riser playing pink drums with pink drumsticks. Uh, that like lit up and stuff, and then this giant Montel white Montel Jordan looking guy sort of loping around the stage. But then they had this DJ uh, sort of off to the side, and he was the DJ for several of the acts. Sure. So he must have been the DJ for like the record label that. Well, are you uh, sure he wasn't like their Paul Schaefer? Yeah. <laughs> so he was basically like their Paul Schaefer. They awkwardly only... incorporated him <laughs> in the comedy bits. <laughs> he looked like. I mean, I was trying to describe to these people what he looked like uh, that I was sitting with at this thing. And the best I could come up with was Mandy Patinkin in The Princess Bride, uh-huh. uh, but border. Mm. <laughs> so, like, you know, like, you know how, like, DJs don't DJ that much anymore. Right. Like, the odds that there is a record on the turntables are pretty slim. Like, probably it's, like, Serato or one right. of these digital record reproduction things. And even if it is that, they're probably not doing a lot of cutting and scratching and beat mixing. It's all It's, all it's on a flash drive. Yeah, it's, it's on a flash drive. Um, but usually they'll do a little bit of that kind of like hold the, the ear cup to your ear with your hand and do a little of the scratch traditionally motion. was to hear the uh, record you're about to drop. Yeah, the cue, the record you're cueing. But sure, man. You're now you're a you're a you're this. what they call a b boy. Yeah, I've been there. A hip hop head. Been there. I was around um, in the nineties. So uh, this guy was just pressing a button, and then I would say like putting his hands flat down on the table in front of him, like he was a disappointed bartender. <laughs> um, you know, like if Slow you like, if he like threw that towel over his shoulder and just put his hands down, and he was just like, just like. <sighs> And to watch this white Montel Jordan lope over to yeah. him, give him a high five, and the guy has to lift his hand up off of the oh, thing, boy. just like, oh, Mandy Patinkin, high oh. five. When you 47 get, year when old you get, man. When you get too jaded to where you're not enjoying the Danish Radio Awards, time to rope it in. I know. But you know what, you know what I do if, I, if I'm running the Danish Radio Awards, I know to someone isn't enjoying it. You know what I do? <laughs> Blast that. I was I was uh, like watching the videos of that Eurovision song contest. Why? Uh, because of the 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 because of the insanity, because of the showmanship, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, and just you know the general greasiness that radiates off them. Um, but it really leads me to believe that in America, our pop music is better, but our presentation is worse. Like what do you we mean? Because we could have more Viking sword fighting we in could our have more popular Viking music. Sword fighting. We could have more drums that go into the air. Uh-huh, you sure. barely have any of that. I mean, it's only Tommy Lee, and they're done. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know, more milkmaids on stage? Yeah. I, these are just some things that I've seen that <laughs> I think we can learn a lot. bitballing some ideas. Yeah, I mean, I know... Milkmaids is I know, one of them. I know Kanye's at the Hollywood Bowl this weekend. And, yeah, oh, that's um, going to be a hoot. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't have tickets, and that's just because I heard he wasn't... Uh, Gonna have any milkmaids on stage? Are you sure he's not gonna have any milkmaids? You can't be positive. Usually, Yeezy has a few milkmaids. I, I mean, I called Central Casting. Uh huh. I rung them up. They're on my speed dial. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I'm like, hey, Central Casting. Uh, how are the? How are? What's the? What, what are you? What? How many milkmaids do you have available this weekend? 
uh-huh. said all of them. Really? Oh. All, all of, of the them. Milk- all milkmaids. Did well, you ask your him when Your problem was that- you hung up immediately. What he was going to say was before 8 p.m. Oh, fuck, I gotta get on StubHub. <laughs> I gotta see these maids. I actually called, I called Central Casting earlier. I also have them on speed dial. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to know when the Iceman comes. <laughs> 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 anyway, I had a I had a, such a great time yeah. in uh, I had such a great time a in Europe. I would highly recommend a visit to Copenhagen. Uh, I would also recommend a visit to Stockholm, where I spent upwards of four hours of free time. Wow. Uh, in Norway, I was in I like literally. So I had I spoke one day in Stockholm. Uh, then that night flew to Oslo, mm-hmm. uh, spoke in the morning in Oslo, and then that day flew to Copenhagen and Oof. spoke that n- afternoon in Copenhagen. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So it was a pretty brutal schedule, but I did get to enjoy uh, probably Oslo's finest hotel. Uh, it's the one that is attached to their national soccer stadium, mm. uh, which I discovered when I was looking for dinner, mm-hmm. uh, wandering around looking for dinner, looking for the restaurant, and just sort of blundered into the stadium. <laughs> like, from one of those, like, you know those kind of, like, walkways on the third floor? Like, I thought it was the walkway to the restaurant area, but actually it was the walkway to an abandoned soccer stadium with creepy grow lights out on the field. Oh, wow. Because There's not a soccer game going on. No, not okay. in the slightest. Yeah. No, so this it's a feeling abandoned... you get at the Rose Bowl when you're at the flea market and you wander into the Rose Bowl itself. Yeah, only with more, like, David Lynch nighttime lighting. Sure. Mm. So, like, more, yeah. like, the, you have to imagine the field with, like, a couple of sets of grow lamps out on it. <laughs> And just this abandoned, and it's very much a like a, a real Home Depot Center type experience, yeah. like a, a real s- s- weird, you know, bands of colored seats uh-huh. and advertisements for things that you can't even read the letters because there's too many little circles above them. A Forgan bar. Yeah, exactly. Someone holding like a red cube. <laughs> yeah. What is that? Is this food? Medicine? Yeah. Could be a car for Could all I know. Could be a Fiat. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I had a great time. So thanks to everybody who came out. I'm sorry to those folks uh, who couldn't make it or uh, the folks in Stockholm. I was hoping to do something there and didn't manage to do it. But it was a real blast. And I, I want to. I'm going to try. I want to go back again because it was a. It was a really great time. Really enjoyed hanging out in Copenhagen. So thank you to everybody. Uh, who helped make it a success? That's fantastic! Oh, Worth I, the met, I met uh, I met uh, Denmark's uh, most famous late night comedian. Mm. Uh-huh. I went to his uh, studios, got to tour his studios, and hang out with him and his writing staff. Uh, one of his one of his writers was a big fan of Matt's, but not of mine. <laughs> I just asked every American, "Do you know Matt Myra?" Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was like, "Actually, I do know Matt Myra. He's a bit of a jerk and a compulsive gambler." Sure, uh, you're right. <laughs> you're absolutely right. <laughs> yeah, but I had a great time. So uh, thanks to everybody, and and uh, we'll talk about some other shit. You should have asked him if he's hiring. I'm, I'll move. Yeah, you ready to go to Copenhagen? Let's get another writing job. In the Dude, yeah, right? you could you could seriously you could trip and fall, and your face would land in the private area of an eight and a half. <laughs> <laughs> like that is just what happens there. 
It's, you know, I've, yeah, I've been over to that area and uh, they're stunning. The private area of an eight and a half. So here's, yeah. here's a real conversation I had in Copenhagen. So I'm talking to this uh, wonderful woman named uh, Sarah Bro, who's a big morning host there, was kind enough to, like, uh, you know, show me around. I palled around with her a little bit and she, you know, I had dinner with her family and all this different shit. So I'm talking to her at a party and her husband's a TV producer and I was. I was talking, and he works for the Comedy Channel there, and they have a big, like, comedy festival. I was like, we should bring 15 or 20 comedians out from the States, because they, they were like, Gabriel Iglesias was going to be playing there. I was like, what, is, what do they think about Gabriel Iglesias? They like, picture an American. That's who they picture. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so um, I was like, yeah, we, we bring, we'll bring out some great people. It'll be really fun. And she's like, you know, do you think people would do that? And I was like, yeah, sure. I mean, I think, like... You just tell them, like, well, you get a free one-week trip to Copenhagen. It's really fun. Like, everybody drinks and smokes all mm-hmm. the time, and everyone is beautiful. And they'll just be like, yeah, that sounds like a good time. And uh, and uh, she says she says to me, yes, and you know, the Danish women are also, what's the word for this? Easy? <laughs> <laughs> Don't give me any more of this information. Sure. Easy sure. like a Sunday morning. Sure. What's the word? Easy. And then she goes, like, if they like you, they don't make you go on two, three, four dates. I'm like, oh, <laughs> two, three, four. <laughs> they have accessible fjord. Yeah. <laughs> also, but fjord. Yeah. Oh, what? <laughs> unless you're, unless you're a Viking. <laughs> Hold on. Yeah, so it was a great time. Okay, we'll be back in just a second. I'm Jordan Jesse. Go. Hi, my name's Dave And my name's Graham Now, what do we have to do to put you in a brand new podcast today? Yeah, what, do you want me to drink bleach? I'll do it Yeah, Dave will drink bleach If that's what it takes to get you to listen to Stop Podcasting Yourself on MaximumFun.org Don't make Dave drink bleach, just listen to the show (sighs) He will, but don't make him Stop Podcasting Yourself It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, the Copenhagen kid. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Matt Myra, a Stockholm one. Um, hey, uh, I want to mention something, Jordan. Please. Before we get too much further into mm-hmm. the show, I am going on tour. Hey. We're taking Bullseye on tour for the first time ever. Uh, this fall, we are going to be in Los Angeles. Uh, let's I should say late fall. Mm-hmm. I mean, are we calling that a tour? It's uh, Los Angeles. <laughs> yeah. So Los Angeles, California. It's right there. Upper. Well, no, the, the other side like literally. of Los Angeles. Oh, fair yeah. enough. You're going to Ventura. Fair enough. No, I mean, I'm going to be leading double-decker bus tours <laughs> through oh. Hollywood. The Starline tours. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm, making a, I'm making a sequel to that, uh, to that movie, The Tour. Is that what that movie was called? With I don't Speed Levitch. Speed Levitch. I also don't know. Still don't know it. God damn it. Colin, you should be looking this up right now. Um, so uh, I Let was, Ted Cruz know what movie Jesse was thinking of. We're talking uh, – we're, ta- we're taking Bullseye on tour. Los mm-hmm. Angeles, Philadelphia, Boston, D.C., and two shows in New York. I'm doing a Make Your Thing talk in New York with a Q&A with me and Hodgman and, uh, and uh, a live Bullseye at the Bell House in Brooklyn, New York City. Where we're, is the Boston venue? Uh, the Boston venue is on the campus of Harvard in a theater uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, that I can't remember the name of right now. Kids, just hop right off the red line, Harvard Square, walk on over, see You them. got it. Go to bullseye tour.com. 
the information is all there. And tickets are now officially on sale. Mm, I know I'm trying to think of who we've got booked so far. We got uh, the great uh, former congressman, Barney Frank. Uh, America's oh, most hilarious a good congressman He's ever. A He's a good get. He's a hoot. He's a hoot and a half, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we got uh, the great Ray Suarez mm-hmm. uh, from the News Hour, now of Al, Al Jazeera America. Mm-hmm. We've got uh, Dan Deacon is going to be at one of the shows. We've got Antibalas Afrobeat Orchestra is going to be at one of the shows. Uh, going to have a lot of great comedy on the shows. Uh, we got a lot. We got a lot coming down the pike, mm-hmm. is what I'm saying. So get your tickets now. Anyway, what's I feel like uh, Jordan. There's something that I want to ask you sure. about. Um, I uh, we were talking about reality television programs, mm-hmm. and I know that one of your favorite reality television programs is Bar Rescue. Yes, I would say it's the only reality television show I like or have ever liked. And you talk about you do <laughs> like I have. I can confirm that. Like sure. I never have I heard you say. You know, I don't think you have any secret. Uh, uh, you know, guilty pleasure reality mm-hmm. shows, but you for real have always been an enthusiast about this show, Bar Rescue. Sure. Which, as I understand it, is like Gordon Ramsay, but for bars. Yeah. That's Nailed a, it. Yeah. Um, and I understand from... I'm buying that pitch in the room. <laughs> I understand from Reddit that... Was it both of you? Yeah. Both of you were on it somehow. Do you guys own a bar that I don't know about? Uh, no, I think this is the part of the show, and maybe Matt, Matt, you can, you, you just basically asked me if I wanted to do it, and yeah. I said yes. Yeah. Uh, so maybe you could talk about the <laughs> machinations that went into this. Uh, well, here's the. I, I was watching Bar Rescue, and I've uh, seen Maria Menounos go in there and do uh, Bar Recon a, a couple of times. Got a little annoyed at that. Then I saw Sarah Kalana go on, and I was like. Sarah, Sarah Kalan is doing this? How the fuck do Wait, I so get... so what does bar recon mean? you got to go into the bar while it's still shitty. Uh-huh. So John Taffer, yeah. the man who will fix the bar, knows what's up. So they send in Maria Menounos from Entertainment Tonight? They sent her. She's gone in a couple of times. And I and I just was like, this is like the best show. Why is she getting to they go? They ever sent John Tesh in? No, they have not sent John Tesh. Not yet. Uh, so we had happened to have Sarah on the Nerdist podcast. And while uh, she was on, I was... Saying I would, one of my dreams is to do Bar Recon for John Taffer. Turns out one of the producers of Bar Rescue was a listener of that podcast. And then I got hooked up through that. I got an email that said, hey, do you really want to do Recon? And I was like, what? Yes, of course. And then the prospect of doing it alone seemed boring. And uh, I said, uh, hey, Jordan, how would you feel about doing Recon? To be fair, you said, can we get Menounos? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then when they said no. That, you're that famous comedy said, team, Menounos and Myra? <laughs> can, then you said, can we get Mario Lopez? <laughs> they said no, and then you settled for Jordan. Sure. Well, actually, Mary Hart then. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know how when people want John Ratzenberger, but he's too expensive, so they go Dave Holmes? Yeah. <laughs> when people want Mario Lopez and he's too expensive, you go Jordan Morris. <laughs> Matt Myra We're was on the cut. phone. Matt Myra was on the phone asking for Robin Leach. <laughs> anyone, anyone. Oh, uh, Robin Leach. From Leech. the golden age of- He popped up on Shark Tank uh, maybe last season. What pitching, product was he pitching? He was pitching- That's sad. He was pitching some product for somebody. So he was like a hired pitch man. But it was just so- At the time, it was the most depressing celebrity pitch I had ever seen. Mm-hmm. And then that was only that was only like raised seventy five levels by the appearance of Bruce Valanche, <laughs> helping to sell uh, computer classes for older people. 
Okay, and so Robin Leach was there to convince you that it was luxurious to use a computer. <laughs> let's let's, was, let's get off of Robin Leach back to Bar Rescue. Let's sure. get off of Bruce Valanche's appearance on <laughs> Shark uh, Tank on Shark Tank and get back on to the appearance that you begged to make. On the even more marginal show, Bar Rescue. <laughs> there you go. Uh, and, uh, yeah, so I pitched the idea of uh, having Jordan do it with me, and then they were like, oh, we love that. The interaction's great, because they know how to make a good TV show sure. over there. It's about, you know, back and forth. Yeah. And I, a tet. I've never seen Jordan's eyes light up uh, quite as they did when I asked him if he would like to. Yeah. Did you know was... that Jordan was an enthusiast? Yes. Yeah. You spend enough time in a writer's room with that man, you know. More than you need to. Sure. <laughs> Are you just constantly pitching bar rescue segments? <laughs> yeah, well, just like individual midnight? bar rescue one-liners. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, if there's uh, something about, a, you know, a celebrity that, you know, had a gaffe. Maybe a gaffe on Twitter, let's say. Yeah, sure. A celebrity yeah. uh, opened their big yap on Twitter sure, and said know, something they shouldn't have. You know, like that goes. It's like, boy, this is worse than when uh, John Taffer found those roaches at O'Hannigan's. <laughs> And for some reason, a lot of that stuff never made it on the air. But even like he's, always, he's always he's always he, soft pitching Hardwick. Hey, you know what you could do if someone says something and they don't get points? Say shut it down. Shut it down. Yeah, and then you put a a bunch of flat screen TVs in their house. So Hardwick doesn't buy that joke even after Myra adds his legendary tag. You know, on Bar Rescue. <laughs> sure. Yeah, I know. You know, it's just uh, he's the boss. You know. Yeah. Sure. Um, so so yeah, I and the Look, most. I know who Chris Hardwick is. Sure. It was explained to me by a friendly Dane. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he's a very nice man. Blah 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 blah. Yeah. Um. Uh, so the 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 most appealing thing to me about doing the recon mm. wasn't getting to see how the show worked, but that was very appealing sure. to me. But the most appealing thing about that is that whoever's doing the recon, John Taffer, host of the show, says that. That person is his friend. <laughs> immediately, he always calls them his friend. You're immediately welcomed into the Taffer inner circle. Yeah, as soon as you do bar rescue, and it's just uh, you, I have a, I have a good feeling that if Jordan and I uh, are come back, uh, we will be his great friends. So who yeah, is sure. in the, who's in the who are we talking about in the inner circle? We're looking at. Uh, uh, Myra, you Jordan, Morris, Jordan Morris, Maria Menounos, uh, Sarah Kalana, <laughs> right? Uh, Doug Stanhope once? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Doug Stanhope did do that. Doug Stanhope. Uh, Doug Stanhope's main criticism, he came back with a report, not enough liquor in that bar, I drank it all. <laughs> Still not drunk. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. It, uh, Doug Stanhope, by the way, one of the headliners, along with Gabriel Iglesias. Oh, my God. <laughs> Those two do not belong at a bill together. Stanhope's amazing. Yeah. Maybe they'll just make them Viking sword fight each other. Yeah. yeah. I'd watch can that. only assume. They'd both be pretty good at it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so we drove down to... God, where was it? This was like... El Cajon. El Cajon. This is like San Diego adjacent. Yeah, it was the... I would call it the Valley of San Diego. Sure, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and the bar was called... Oh, God, what was it called? It was called the Myers Poor House. Myers Poor House. Yeah. P-O-U-R. And Myers with a Z as well. Okay. A lot of fun spelling on Ridiculous. that side. Yeah. A double fun spelling yeah, double with fun. two different types, styles of fun spelling. Yeah, you have, and also two fonts. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's like, there's like, how can we make this place impossible to find on Yelp? Um, Somebody's going to rescue this bar. <laughs> That's right. 
Um, so yeah, and I uh, so we went down. There was just in a strip mall with a fucking yogurt place and a pet store. Seven Eleven was in 7-11. there. Seven Eleven. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I I was so amazed at how little is faked in that show. Yeah. Like it all basically happens as you see it. As you see it. Uh, they don't fuck with the timeline that much. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when there's there's a part what I that I assumed was bullshit and it's where you're reconning. Yeah. And uh, Taffer is in a SUV mm-hmm. with one of his experts sure. and he's holding like an iPad or a unbranded tablet yep. machine. Right. And watching what's going on in the bar. And I'm like, "Okay, well I'm they just insert those clips afterwards and they That's what I thought too. They don't. He is actually in an SUV, actually holding a an off-brand tablet and actually watching what is going on in the bar. And when he goes in there to shut it down, it's because and he does it when he's had enough. Yeah. When he's had enough, yeah. that's when he when he's reached his breaking point right. and the service is not up to par and maybe someone's going to be poisoned by an undercooked hamburger sure. or just anything like that, Taffer will go in there and shut it down. He'll shut it down. And it's the best. Um, I feel like what you have described so far mm-hmm. is the sideline of an NFL football game. Yeah. Like the, he comes in and he's yeah, going to show that goddamn, that goddamn corner how he blew his coverage. He has a rack of Microsoft Surfaces behind him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, I think you, the to, to describe the boiling point, I mean, maybe just to give you a frame of reference, it's right. like he's five pages into Dwell magazine. Got it. Mm-hmm. Got and there's it. Mm-hmm. A, uh, mm-hmm. there's, yeah. there's a God, there's an ad for a sink, and somehow the sink costs $5,000. <laughs> well, no, in, in this issue, uh, they wanted to redesign the entire home around uh, the lawyer's grandmother's coffee table that Got was it. given to him. <laughs> Got it. They put that up on the inspiration board. Yeah. Uh, but it was it was an amazing experience. Um, they used a lot of reclaimed wood to save money. Mm-hmm. Sure. <laughs> uh, I will say that during our confessional part where they were asking us what we thought of the bar, because I knew it was what they wanted to hear, I said I thought it was worse than it was. I thought the it bar was, was actually fine. Yeah. It was – you know what it was? I won't say that it was fine. Mm-hmm. I will say that it was – Taking everything into account, yeah, the uh, location El Cajon, California, yeah, twenty minutes outside of San Diego in a strip mall. That's about as good as you can get a bar in there, yeah. And you're like, okay, yeah, that's it, that's it. Oh, also, it was haunted, by the way. Oh yeah, the bar was haunted. That oh. was the that was the theme of the episode. Yeah. Was, so uh, did he exercise it? They did they have an exorcism. Did segment. have an exorcism? Yeah. yeah, of course they did. He's going to rescue the bar. He's really going to rescue it. I mean, I'm you impressed can't. by that. Yeah, they and were. They, I will say the staff I thought was nice. I did think they were nice too. Uh, the people in there were uh, annoying. Mm-hmm. It was like a Hoobastank concert. <laughs> sure, <laughs> you're telling me that you were 20 minutes outside San Diego <laughs> in a strip mall. And this in a strip mall, and the social scene was Hoobastankish. <laughs> yeah, Hoobastanky. Yeah, <laughs> he was like, damn, it's Hoobastanky in here. <laughs> Uh, but it was, yeah, it was a, it was, it was a delight. Yeah, and I, I a lot of tattoos that torpedo certain employment chances. Uh-huh. I would say, oh, for sure. Yeah, uh, I would like to go back though. I, I'm I would really like curious. To, I would as like, to, like to go back. Yeah, to see the to see the finished product. What are you, will, what are you doing tonight? I'm driving to El Cajon. Let's fucking do it, <laughs> Jordan. Can I see your knuckles real quick? 
Did you get Huba on one hand <laughs> yeah. and Stank on the other? Well, the Stank isn't finished yet. I ran out of money. But and, once, and, uh, and fingers. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's a thing. People get half tattoos because they run out of money. <laughs> Maybe don't get a tattoo. Yeah. Well, once uh, once I help my dad sell his jet ski, I'll have the rest. And Got then, it. And uh, I, can, I can fill this in. Got so it. it's still in Craigslist? Uh, yeah, I mean, if anybody's, anybody's interested, just hit up my dad. Is it still like I not... feel like asking full retail for it is still a mistake. Yeah. Is it seaworthy? Because before you were telling me that I just needed to get a fiberglass patch kit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is like a really like just basic patch job. And the engine, is that still flooded? Yeah, I mean, the engine's still fl- – but, I mean, again, it's just like that's just normal jet ski wear and tear. And, and right. you know, and I think – Your dad's really hinging a lot on this, right? Yeah, he, he needs it. Yeah. Can I ask you a serious He met question? a second wife on that jet ski, <laughs> so there's some sentimental value. Can I ask you a serious, serious question Please. about that? Please, yeah. Do you still have the winch – that we need to get it up from the lake. Uh, no, this is like a a, a, a PYO um, W situation. Provide your own winch. Of course. Um, but you know, I think once if you have a winch, and a, to, but, is there anything on the shore to anchor? And do you you? I remember you got that scuba certification. Is that current? Mm-hmm. Ooh, no, I let that lapse. And also, <laughs> so I believe you, yeah. you. Is it true that you don't have access to the boat launch because it's private? Guys, this jet ski will be very hard to acquire. <laughs> it is full price, but it is been it's been very loved. It's and it's got that kind of. When you say it's been very loved, yeah. do you mean that you've been fucking the jet ski? Yes, I have been fucking <laughs> through, on through the whole fiberglass. Yeah, I mean, I fucked the jet ski and I fucked on the jet ski. Rather than fucking one of the jets, you've chosen to fuck a whole jagged hole in yeah. fiberglass. All yeah. right, it's, it's more a, intimate. He gets a kick out of it, and it's hard to access the jets because yeah. they're down in the silt. <laughs> sure. I mean, it was my birthday too, so the jet ski. <laughs> The jet ski said I could try it. Yeah. <laughs> sure. She's a lot of lube. Yeah, she's a lot of lube. So you are on – so, okay. So you gave – what would you – what were your top criticisms of this bar? Uh, I think we were prompted going in that the bartender well, – We were made aware. We were made aware. That one of the problems in this bar is overpouring. Overpouring. At Myers Poorhouse. Could you imagine? I know. Wait, overpouring is one of the problems? Well, it is a problem for So you for a were bar supposed owner. to be upset that, that the drinks were too generous? The value was too good. The value was too good. No, it's, I mean, you know, they're giving away a lot of money over there. If you're, she, the, Nicole, the bartender that we uh, uh, had, I believe they did the bartender situation, which is, uh, if you're unfamiliar with bartender uh, in the business, mm-hmm. what that is is a, uh, essentially an inventory system for alcohol. So they'll, they'll measure the bottles uh, at the beginning of the night, at the end of the night, measure the bottles again, and go against what you sold on the register. And she was – they were pouring $4,000 worth and uh, gave away $8,000 mm. worth of booze. Yeah. Like that's how much over. And, and there's safety issues too. I mean, you, you know, you think, you're, you think you're getting one drink and you're getting two. <laughs> yeah. You want to – you want to – you're like, oh, my limit's uh, three drinks. But guess what? You just had six. You just had six drinks. Wow. Yeah. And, you guys... and you got possessed by a ghost, yep. which is even more unsafe to drive during. Yeah, you got, I mean, it's it's going to be hard for you not even to drive, but just to climb up into your lifted Chevy Tahoe. Sure, yeah. <laughs> you get a DWP on the way home, there were, driving there while were, possessed. I want to say there were three Toyota Tundras with Monster Energy stickers on the yeah. back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think, yeah, I definitely had one on my chest, a Monster Energy sticker. That, and I went home and I got in the shower. I'm like, when did this happen? That was, you know, we were we were doing, sort of doing the game of predicting what the parking, what it would be like, what the clientele would be like at the at the bar. And we were 112% correct. Mm-hmm. 
So did you guys have a good time? What yes. Was the, what was the highlight of this? What was the highlight of this thing? Um, did yeah. you get to you got to you got to meet your hero, the bar rescuer himself? Yeah, of yeah, yeah. Of course. And he had a new sport coat that I had never seen. Oh, it was it was a treat. Was it purple? It was purple. Uh, it was a it was a it was a there was a, it was a patterned purple. Mm-hmm. It was like a almost like a kilt. What do you call that? Yeah. What, I mean, do, you, what do you call that his, pattern? It was definitely his family's purple. Yeah, it was his family's purple. Uh, a and tartan? A tartan, yeah. A it was tartan? like a tartan pattern, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, and uh, he was he was great. Uh, he came in and shut it down. Mm-hmm. He pointed us out as his spies. Yeah. He said Jordan's name wrong. Called him, what did he call you? Jeremy. Uh, Jeremy. Yeah. Uh, and then my favorite thing, which did not end up in the episode, was him yelling down to uh, Jordan and I, uh, asking us, uh, he said, uh, hey, uh, did a ghost fuck up your drink or did Nicole? And mm. uh, the answer was, of course, Nicole. Yeah. Because, you know, don't worry about these ghosts. Don't the episode the is ghosts. called John Ain't Afraid of No Ghosts. Yeah. And at no point in the episode does he even does he even suggest that ghosts aren't real? Yeah. He just goes with it. He yeah. just fucking goes with yeah. it. There's a ghost in this bar. They believe it. Well, if that's the problem, he's going to solve it because that's what John Taffer does. Sure. Uh, yeah, no, it was it was really great. I think I uh, it was it was neat to see that the show that I liked watching wasn't a you know a patchwork fraud job. Yeah, that it actually is kind of happening like that, and I think they pride themselves in that. that yeah, that they're that they are yeah, the presenting most, it as it happened. It's more real than I ever imagined, mm-hmm. and it was magical. Guys, this is a sensitive question, but uh, you get paid for this operation. No, we did it out of the love. Well, of... We got free drinks. They gave us a hundred dollars in cash it's to true. go into the bar with, mm-hmm. and we kept the change to order a kettle and cran. Kettle and cran. But what do you think Menunos gets? Probably upwards of two hundred dollars in cash. Yeah, she probably yeah. gets two hundred cash, right? It's two hundred. She's yeah. ordering. She's ordering top shelf. Yeah, and she drinks a lot. Yeah. Oh yeah. Menunos <laughs> has a lot of demons. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Man. Well, she keeps running from that time she slightly messed up that interview with Drake. Oh, is that a thing? I don't know. I hope so. It seems like something they wanted to Menuno be. Who knows? She was haunted by something. I was hoping you were giving me a video library to go check out when I got home. Yeah. Of the infamous no. Menounos, Maria Menounos Drake, Drake interview. interview fail. You know, one time I was on Alison Rosen's show. I talked to Maria <laughs> Menounos. Oh, Maria Menounos was like called in. Hmm. Like, oh. hey, Alison Rosen, how's it going? That's hey, odd. this is my friend Jesse. Hi, Maria Menounos from ET. Yeah. Met her three times, and uh, she does not remember me any time I meet her. Yeah, why would she? She's meeting a lot of people, you know, rescuing a lot of bars. Also, plus, like, what percentage of her mental real estate would you say is taken up by that time that she slightly fucked up that interview with Drake? <laughs> Probably forty to fifty yeah. percent. It was a, it was pretty fucked up. She said that he was on Degrassi Junior High, but he was actually on Degrassi. She implied that he had full use of his legs. But Is that what all his diss tracks are about? Yes. Yeah. Oh, they're all about Maria Menounos. Yeah. yeah. He doesn't uh, even write the lyrics to his diss tracks. Maria so. Menounos actually does use the – when she's rapping, she uses the name Meek Mill. Oh, and okay. This is making a lot more, <laughs> yeah. making a lot more sense now. Yeah. And we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. Jordan, Jesse, go. I'm Jesse Thorne, the Copenhagen kid. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Matt Myra, John Taffer's good friend. We already know that about you. Quit bragging. I know. <laughs> Quit bragging good that friend. you are Soon friends. to be great friend. Yeah. Um, 
When something momentous happens to you, our listeners, we ask you, we ask you to call us for our beloved signature segment. <laughs> <laughs> momentous occasions. <laughs> the number to call if something momentous happens to you is 206-984-4FUN. That's 206-984-4. You're laughing like it's not beloved. I'm laughing at the suggestion that any podcast segment is beloved. (laughs) It's what we're known for. Yeah. These are the guys who take calls once a show. And you know, like, remember that Danish guy? Mm -hmm. He was telling me how much he loves the Nerdist podcast, Matt Myra, Chris Hardwick. We have no segments. Jonah Ray, and of course, Momentous Occasions on Jordan Jason Specifically. He said, did you see somebody wrote on uh, Reddit the other day? He said, uh, uh, somebody asked, like, what episodes they should catch up on on Jordan Jesse Go, and they said, uh, uh, no offense to Jesse, but uh, the ones that Jesse's not on. <laughs> Wait, how does that work? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. How does that work? It's not like, it's not like calling, like, uh, it's not like calling, like, safety, and then you can't get tagged in a game of tag. Yeah. That's not how using the phrase no, no offense No offense. Works. Here's something offensive. <laughs> no offense. Here's a direct slam. No, no, no offense to Asians, but I think they're worse at sex. <laughs> I mean, maybe he just likes that they happen in an alternate universe. Yeah, I think it could have be the guy seemed overall in his comment. He seemed to have a positive attitude. He, I'm not trying to pick on this guy. I'm sure sure it was just Eh, the guy can learn some manners. The guy can learn some manners. Yeah, I'll teach him about how to manners. He meets me out back out back behind the Safeway. Yeah, (laughs) that's right. Show him your Viking sword. (laughs) I beat people up behind Safeway. (laughs) (laughs) I used to do it behind Vaughn's, but they ran me off. You know, still have that problem with Albertsons too. You know what happened is, I'll tell you what happened. I used to do it at the pavilions. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But uh, I kind of felt, and when I was up in the Bay Area, I had to do it at Andronicos. But I kind of felt like, I don't know, I like I don't want to say they never literally called me low class or classless sure. or whatever. But like they would be like, like they would ask me if I wanted the salmon smoked or not. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. And I wouldn't have an answer on the tip of my tongue, and then I'd feel embarrassed. Sure. So I just felt uncomfortable yeah. there. Yeah. Um, and I went back to, you know, uh, your Ralphs. Yeah, your sure. Sure. Piggly Wiggly. Your Johns. Yeah. Your Johns, yeah, sure. Johns. I'd be people up behind the Whole Foods, and that's just because there's Which fewer ones? GMOs. Uh, you know, I um, <laughs> I once got dropped from a radio station because uh, the Sound of Young America and the old Sound of Young America days got dropped from a, a radio station because the Sklar brothers were guests. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, the great, the great Sklar brothers, their show, of course, uh, Sklar Bro Country, known for its beloved signature segment <laughs> with fantasy sportsologist uh, Jesse Thorne. Um, but the Sklar, the Sklar brothers were interview guests on uh, the Sound of Young America. Years ago, they had an album out. And they talked a little bit about uh, the difference between Vaughn's and uh, John's. And John's. Great Vaughn's, bit. Mm-hmm. Vaughn's being a sort of uh, regular middle of the road uh, uh, grocery store, and John's, which is spelled J O N apostrophe S, uh, the same as Vaughn's, uh, being like uh, like a market in like an exotic market <laughs> in Istanbul. <laughs> Um, uh, someone wrote into a station that I had just been picked up on that week, mm-hmm. uh, said that that was racist, and I got dropped from the station oh, after a one-week run. 
<laughs> Thanks a million, Sklar Brothers. They're very nice. They're they on their people. podcast. Funny bit. Had me a funny on their pilot. They're fun them. guys. Love them. Um, let's hear our first call. Hi, Jordan, Jesse, and Gus. This is Steve from Grand Rapids, Michigan, uh, calling with a little nice occasion. Last night, I was teaching uh, my night class at a local university, and I was talking about, I don't know, thermodynamics or some shit. And uh, I looked up, and in the back row, uh, one of the guys in the class was poking another guy in the belly button. Uh, we made eye contact. Uh, I giggled a little bit. I really couldn't help myself and uh, continued the lecture. Anyway, love the show, guys. Talk to you later. Like, this guy gets it. I feel like this guy's a he's he fancies himself the cool ass physics professor. I don't know thermodynamics and some, some shit. Whatever. To be fair, he is the cool ass physics professor. I mean, clearly, like this guy, this guy understands. Like we've had a lot of trouble with people thinking that a momentous occasion is just some weird sex shit you participated mm-hmm. in. And sure. That's part of what a momentous occasion <laughs> sure. is. We're not telling you if you do some weird sex shit not to call in and tell us about it so we can make fun of you. That's fantastic. That's a lot of fun. Like, we enjoy that and we celebrate it, certainly. But I think this guy understands the spirit of the momentous mm. occasion. Uh, he knows that if you're teaching a class and you look in the back and one guy's poking another guy <laughs> in the belly button with his finger, that is the tr- That is what it means to be momentous if you are an occasion. I think, I mean, although, I mean, it does seem like this was just some weird foreplay. Yeah, I mean, one presumes so. You mean sure. it could have been post. It could have been post-coital. Could, yeah, could have been. Could have been. Could have just been a nice, uh, yeah. You're not supposed like to. a nice cuddle. You're not supposed to teach. You're not supposed to fuck professors, though. Even in threesomes. No, oh, sure. You, oh, you think these guys he, wanted him to see. Yeah. Come join us back at our dorm. Yeah. And we'll Do stick remember, it wherever. Uh, I believe he said it was night school. I'm guessing there's no th- ah, dorm sure. there. So this guy was working on his night school. Yeah. Can you imagine if you're taking thermodynamics in night school? <laughs> yeah. You're just like, ah, oh, fuck. I, fu- I failed daytime thermo. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta go to night thermal. <laughs> um, but I mean, I guess that is the sexier of the schools. Yeah, that's true. So it sounds like the this being an erotic invitation is more likely at night school. What would you say is the sexiest of the courts? The courts? Courts. courts. Oh, courts. Oh, definitely night court. Oh, I was going to say Supreme Court. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, yeah. You got Bader Ginsburg in there. <laughs> uh, I was going to say family court. Look yeah. <laughs> say bud court. Yeah. Yeah. Family court's got that makeup sex. <laughs> I love you. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I went through this. <laughs> okay, let's hear our next call. Hey, this is Dan. Uh, I'm backstage at the Emmys right now, where I won my second Emmy, my first one at the big show, and uh, it's the first time I've. I I don't know. That's all. Professional podcaster yeah. Dan McCoy from our sister show, The Flop House. Sure. Uh, Winning an Emmy. One of two Flophouse winners who took mm-hmm. home Emmys uh, last week. Congratulations. Uh, congratulations to everyone on the Flophouse, mm-hmm. even Stuart, yeah. uh, who has no Emmys. I would say especially Stuart. <laughs> right? <laughs> I mean, he's opening that bar, yeah. so he's got that. He, pretty soon he's probably going to meet uh, he's John. He's going to John Taffer, for John sure. John Taffer, pretty soon. No, I don't think Stewart's bar will need rescuing. Yeah, he's probably going to need some rescuing. I'd, I think he'll hold it up as an example I of a great bar. I was in a bar last night mm-hmm. that uh, just reeked of a John Taffer redo. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's something when you watch the show a lot is you'll go into a bar and go, oh, is this a Taffer? But you'd like this. It's yeah. What are the elements of a Taffer redo? Themed. 
Yeah. Theme. Heavy theme. Plasma televisions. With a rotating logo of the bar. Yeah. Plasma and, specifically, he doesn't yeah, like an LCD. Gonna, you don't no, want an LCD. No, you want plasma. You wanna, Black you wanna, or black. You want to trap a rare, black you wanna trap a rare uh, periodic table element. <laughs> you want to yeah. trap some plasma <laughs> between <laughs> that, two panes of glass. Is, so yours, is plasma, is, that's an element? It, is, isn't it? Isn't What's plasma a, an element? Wait, PM? P P L. Someone look it up. What is plasma? Well, okay. I mean, it's a gas, obviously. Sure. Well, it's but a does it have a gas. Does it have between a, a gas listen, and a liquid. The point is but that it makes it have, the blacks blacker in your TV. Does it have a symbol on the periodic <laughs> table is what I'm asking. The problem you is know who the would know? viewing Our radius. first caller of a momentous yeah. occasion. He would know. Let's get all motherfucking wormholes on the phone. Wait, do we, is your producer not looking it up? No, he didn't even look up the other thing from before. That I specifically... It's a state of matter. State of matter. Yeah, it's between Guys, gas and on, liquid. I already on, said that. Hang on. Guys. <laughs> All right. Here's the deal. A couple of physicists, okay? They live in a, they live in a house. Mm-hmm. There's some sexual tension. Mm. Uh, it's a half-hour single-camera mm-hmm. comedy. Mm-hmm. It's called State of Matter. Yeah. Mm. All right? You know what I say to that? <laughs> bazinga. <laughs> I say a big old bazinga to that. Can I tell you... Can I say something about... You know the show... Um, uh, what's that show called? Night Big Bang Court. Theory? Yeah. Nope. <laughs> you know that show? Yeah. So I'm flying home from uh, Copenhagen. Mm-hmm. And I'm mm. not going to brag, but I was in premium economy. Nicely done. You I got held your out. choice of show. I held out. Room. Business travel. I held out for premium mm-hmm. economy. Beautiful. So we all had personal video screens. Hey. Okay. Um, two amazing things were going on. I'm going to address Big Bang Theory first. Sure. I've never seen Big Bang Theory. Are there 27 characters on that show? Uh, I my understanding of Big Bang Theory is uh, uh, also not strong. Well, mine comes from a new slot machine. <laughs> <laughs> Did you get a Sheldon bonus, and I believe there. Did you pull that pull down that hammer, and you got John Ross Bowie? You yeah. get a you get a bazinga when you you know you get three bazingas and that activates the bonus. And I'm not kidding, but it's a real slot machine. It's a big one. It's a two seater. Uh, but I think there's like six or seven people on that show. Yeah, no, I, th- I, I would, I also think that that's you know it's you know broadened out from those core roommates to. To, a, to, to a cast of kooky Had characters. To. Is Brian Posehn on that show? He, I saw I'm sure Brian he would Posehn. Do a guest spot on yeah, it. yeah. Okay, so if Brian Posehn has not guest starred on Big Bang Theory, I would be very surprised. Yeah. So here's what here's the other thing that I saw. So there were these two kind of L.A. bros mm-hmm. on my flight. Mm-hmm. And they were broing out. They were across the aisle from each other, broing out completely. They mm-hmm. made some guy move for them who was Danish and was, like, trying to politely tell them that he didn't want to move. Hmm. And, like, they just, like, pushed through that. Wait, so he, did this guy have to give up an aisle seat? Yes. For some Ooh, yes. Or a middle seat? Ooh. Yes. Not cool. Yeah, it was very not cool. I have Even definitely been, economy, I I have definitely been, been, like, shamed out of aisle seats before. Wait, for, How? Uh, it's usually like I mean I've done it for like like a family moms, couples yeah. no I don't do it yeah I don't do it yeah moms and couples I plan my travel but I do feel like a chump no when it happens reason. I do feel like I've been bruised yeah. yeah I hate it okay so here's what's going on these two guys are broing out at one point one of them gets up and does a stretch in the aisle and shows his hairy butt directly to my face um, including his hairy butt crack nice mm, sounds fun um, but this guy who's sitting in front of me he's got. An on-demand video system with literally dozens of films. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll tell you guys about the two films he chose to watch. Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, Can I guess? Yeah. Uh, what, were you flying Here's Delta? Pro- were you flying Delta? I was on Norwegian. I was on Norwegian, Norwegian Air. Air. Furious 7. Uh, much better than Furious <laughs> 7. <laughs> oh. Entourage the movie. 
Uh, you're not that far off, but it's a stranger selection. All right, great. Now tell us. So here, so there's literally, I mean, like dozens of choices. The postman always rings twice. I want to make this clear. There's dozens of choices. I watched the movie Pride, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I actually really loved. I really thought it was wonderful. It's about uh, these lions. Uh, gay, yeah, it's about a group of <laughs> it's about a group of animated lions, <laughs> and it's a failed NBC sitcom. <laughs> uh, no, it's. Uh, it's about uh, it's about a group of uh, early '80s gay and lesbian activists in uh, London who uh, work in solidarity with striking miners. That's right, I remember that uh, in Wales, and it is a combination of sort of uh, British social realist filmmaking yeah. and. A British quirky village. Who does Robbie Coltrane play in that movie? Uh, I'm just yeah. assuming he's in it. <laughs> uh, uh, and actually, it is really great at both of those things. Like the funny, it's it was really a fucking lovely film. No curveballs at all, but a home run straight through. So anyway, that is like that is like the ideal, like back of seat plane movie is like kind of award baity movie that you missed that you don't lose anything from not being able to see clearly. Yeah. Uh, or uh, Gulliver's Travel starring Jack Black, which is the first of <laughs> yeah. two films that the guy in front of us nice. saw. Oh and I want to be clear, this is not about Jack Black, who I think is tremendous. Yeah. I fucking love Jack great. Black. The greatest performer of his generation. There's about like six people in Gulliver's Travel starring Jack Black that I think are fucking mm. tremendous. Is but I think, we can, I think we can all Blunt's, agree. Blunt's in that? I think you got we, a blunt? I think we can all agree that now... Four years later mm-hmm. is not the time to run back and, sure. watch it on and a plane. check out Gulliver's Travel mm-hmm. starring Jack Black. Um, so that was one. But that cannot even begin to compete with the other film that he saw. Oogie Loves. Which, as I watched, as I watched it over his shoulder, mm-hmm. I said to myself, he can't be watching that. He must be watching that ironically. And then I viewed his interactions with his bro and realized he was definitely mm. not watching it ironically. And definitely he really was watching it. Mr. Megorium's Wonder hey, Emporium. All right. <laughs> he was watching Mr. Megorium's Wonder Emporium. That's so, it's funny that... Uh, That's not even a recent release. That he went... That He's was like, like seven years yo, ago. He went yo, Mark- Dustin Hoffman does no wrong. <laughs> yeah. Good in everything. Good in everything. That's funny that he went marginal family movie. It's like he typed into Pandora. He went marginal family movie. It's yeah. like he typed Hoosiers into Pandora and mm. they didn't have the rights to Hoosiers and they just showed him <laughs> Mr. Megorium's Wonder Emporium. <laughs> Um, yeah, boy, that's great. Yeah, that is. Yeah, that is so funny that he went. That he's in in that narrow a genre for his whole flight. And seven year old movies. Sure. Like well, that's what's because normally in that circumstance you would be you could you might watch a movie like that. Like there was a guy, his bro was watching Neighborhood Watch, which is only uh, like three only, years. Only old. explanation I have for this, yeah, is that they fly a fuck ton. And have seen all the movies in the oh, Norwegian Air Library. Could be because I, you know, I'll, and they only fly Norwegian. Yeah, I'll blow through like Delta and Virgin selections. Like I'll fly enough that I've seen everything on there. There's a lot of choices I... on the Dreamliner, my friend. <laughs> Again, I'm not trying to brag, but we were on the Dreamliner. What do you got? What's the last plane movie you watched? Tomorrowland. Okay. Yeah. See, that's a perfect plane movie. Sure. Because you want to see the parts of it that worked. Yep. Because you're really interested to looking, see it because you respect and admire Brad Bird. That movie should have been about 
the everything leading up to that movie. <laughs> That's mm. there's a plot. Yeah, there's a plot. This kid getting taken in there. This kid inventing this thing, and then and I then do not know what uh, Tomorrowland's about. So so far, you have told said no words to me that mean anything. Well, let me tell you, if you're a listener, I you'll. I agree. know George Clooney finds a, a magic coin. George George Clooney as a as a child does, and then a, and then a new magic coin uh, is given to uh, the, the movie's about nothing. <laughs> yeah, the I I do think that 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 movie had the most like obtuse advertising of it, any it, no, summer blockbuster. It was, it was so accurate. Oh yeah, it's because just an obtuse the movie, movie itself. I mean, it's about. I mean, the larger message of it is to have hope, and sure. and, and and the future could be great, and it's, it ends on a very positive note, and it's a wonderfully. And look at how fun Star Tours is. Look at how fun Star Tours could be. Sure. Uh, hey, you remember the It's a Small World? Does that's it have here. Pee-wee, does it to... have Pee Wee Herman in it? No, or? no Pee Wee. They realize that's the highlight of Tomorrowland, right? <laughs> <laughs> that Pee Wee Herman's there. You didn't expect well, Pee Wee Herman to be there. Well, if you're in Disney World, uh, you're not going to see Star Tours in Tomorrowland. That's in Disney Studios. Mm. Separate park. Mm. Separate park. Whoa. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's pretty fucked up. Sorry. Mm. So you have sorry. to go through a whole. Tomorrowland without any Pee Wee Herman at all? You're not going to get, uh, well, unless they're showing, um, he does another voice for another Disney ride. Paul Rubens is another voice. I'm really? trying to remember which one it is. I think he is the genie in Aladdin. Yes, that's it. Okay. Yeah. He is, uh, cool. of course, we all remember him as the genie in Aladdin. There's a gong show ride. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, Tomorrowland, guys. Watch it on a plane. Yeah, I'll watch that on a plane. Uh, Two six nine eight four four fun. If you want to be, I like to read on planes. Sorry, (laughs) good beloved, uh, our beloved signature segment, Mm -hmm. momentous occasions. It's a real hoot. We'll be back in just a second on George Nesco. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Matt Myra, airplane video expert. Well, it's been fun to be back on Jordan, Jesse Go. I missed you, buddy. A lot of fun, right? I'm talking to Matt Myra. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Thank you. No, thank it's you. been great. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for having me. I missed him, too. <laughs> um, we yeah. all miss him when he's not there. Uh, I, uh, I, uh, yeah, it was, uh, I missed, I missed being on the show last sure. week. Uh, it's always a highlight of my week. I'm happy to be back, incoherent though I may be. Um, and I think you've done a fine job. Very coherent. For as much jet lag as you have. Sentences. Doing Thank a great you very job. much. Did I fall asleep, uh, like almost fall asleep in the car on the way home from lunch in like a five block drive? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I would ask why you were driving five blocks. Uh, Because I have a two-year-old and there's a big hill and it's one of those blocks. That's why. um, Also, it's like the surface of the sun outside. Yes. Million degrees. Million degrees. Yeah, exactly. Ten million degrees. Um, Matt Myra. Yep. He's on Twitter. I'm on Twitter. Check me out there. Uh, If you're going to be in Tampa before Mm. Thanksgiving, head over to the Tampa Improv and uh, see uh, Kevin Smith and myself uh, do a Frasier podcast. (laughs) Now, when you do this Fraser podcast, yes, sir. Do you show the episode first? Ba-ba-ba-ba-bum. While we're doing commentary, we're going to show the episode. No, uh, there's going to be no sound. Okay, it was we'll nice have of closed the, captioning on. Nice of the Tampa Improv to license that Fraser episode. You know, I'm sure they're doing so a that, great job of licensing that Fraser yeah. episode. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Paramount's a big fan of us. CBS, they love us. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, my my youngest brother. Uh, who's now 21 or two years old, Brendan, mm-hmm. uh, has become a Frasier obsessive. Oh. He's probably going to start telling me that he's a big Matt Myra fan. He's mm-hmm. right to do Speaking it. Speaking of people who should be telling me that they're a Jesse Thorne fan. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
I, I, boy, we're getting to this at the exact wrong time mm. of the show. Sorry. But is there a... Is there a more quick ex- B B minus show <laughs> that is critically acclaimed is the, more consistently than Frasier? Is that I wanted to know How what you, the sir. what because I have noticed a lot of a lot of people digging into Frasier. I'm sure your podcast has something to do with it. Yeah. But I have noticed people around me re re excavating Frasier. Of Frasier? Uh, why? The can fineness you, of Frasier. Can you I think, oh, I think that it, uh, David Hyde you, Pierce is great on Frasier. Oh, he's and amazing. And Kelsey Grammer is great on Frasier and everything amazing. else about Frasier Perry is Gilbert's okay. fantastic. Jane Leaves is great. Uh, it's just... it's Dog's it's, pretty cute. The, the Eddie. Eddie. Played Eddie's by Moose. Great. Uh, I, you know what I think it is? I think it's just the Netflix of it. I okay. think the fact that it is now available in front of you all 11 seasons. There's a lot of it. Yeah, there's 264 episodes of Frasier, and uh, people are always looking for something to watch. Just watch season four of The Simpsons. You could do that, but That's I'd say watch season, watch season seven. That's you know, what I'd say. You know, how much Larry, you know how much Larry Sanders costs on DVD if you don't get the extra features? Like 30 bucks. Get the whole show. Here's a Frasier joke that I want to ask you if you guys have made yet. Yeah. If someone dresses up as Roz, is it called Roz Play? It, <laughs> it will be from now on. Good. Thank you. Thank you. Good work, Jordan. Thanks, guys. That's fun. Yeah. <laughs> Although who who would uh, dress up as Roz? Uh, that's a main character on the show that's completely forgettable. <laughs> I literally remember nothing about that main Frasier's character producer. from a show She's that fantastic. I watched. Many, uh, many, why don't many you go times. ahead and listen to the last episode of Talk Sound and Scrambled Eggs, where Perry Gilpin was on? She was lovely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I wish her the best. I wish her all the best. I thought David Hyde Pierce was really great on that show. He was. That's a positive thing I have to say. About the writing Frasier. was fantastic. Kelsey Grammer is also. I could watch Kelsey Grammer do that character. They won thirty-seven Emmys. I know, and they think of all the Emmys that should have been won by other better shows, specifically Seinfeld. Nope, I can't think of any yeah. offhand. Well, nope, nope. Okay, Roz plays when someone dresses up as Roz for cosplay. It's <laughs> pretty good, right? Pretty great. Mm-hmm. Is there a Fraser slot machine? No, but uh, someone sent the... me someone sent me a link to a trade article online that uh, Paramount has uh, recently given WMS. A slot machine manufacturer, a bunch of licenses, and they said that Frasier was amongst them. Mm. Oh, so uh, are you are you concerned about your future? I hear the blues of Colin. <laughs> <laughs> Matt Myra, ladies and gentlemen, Woo! Colin <laughs> Colin Marshall on the boards this week. Our producers, Sunny D, Brian Fernandez. Uh, go to bullseyetour.com if you live in uh, any of the following places: Los Angeles, D.C., Philly, New York, Boston. Buy some tickets to the tour. Uh, coming up, Switcheroo Week. Uh, we're going to be hosting Stop Podcasting Yourself. Do you remember who's going to be hosting Jordan Jesse Go? I think it's the McElroy Brothers. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, the McElroy Brothers is going to be hosting this show. That's coming up in a couple of weeks. That's going to be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. That's going to be a lot of fun. I like that I, uh, we, we get to host a show that has. Uh, almost exactly the same format. As <laughs> yeah, our we don't. Show. Have, we don't have to. Basically, we don't have to do any work. Yeah, like we just have to call John Doerr or whatever. Yeah, I guess we have to. Yeah, maybe find some Hulk Hogan news. But. Yeah, <laughs> but, but they don't. I mean, it's been like two years since they've even done Hulk Hogan nudes. So we're good. Yeah, we're rock we're solid. Good. I just have to find a, a story, a sad story about riding the bus. I'll mm-hmm. be Graham. Sure. Am I Graham or Dave? I didn't know how in-depth this was. I guess you're, you're Graham because mm-hmm. I'm Dave because I'm going to grumble something about babies. Sure. And then you can be Graham, and you just have to have a crazy a time. You almost got into a fight on the bus. Okay. <laughs> oh boy, I didn't. I didn't. I, have, I didn't know it was going to be this involved. Yeah, I didn't that's... know we were going to have to inhabit other characters. Yeah, and we. Do you got an overheard planned already? 
Guess I gotta get one. That's their beloved signature segment. Guess I gotta get one. Yeah. Yeah. I got an overheard. I got an overheard ready. I wrote it down on my phone. Boy. Oof. Man. I am not prepared for this. Well, it's gonna, it's be, gonna a, be great. It's gonna be a lot of fun. Uh, okay. We'll talk to you next time on Jordan Jesse Go. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.